0: Good afternoon, Bob Chrysler,
1: And good afternoon to you, Devin.
0: And good afternoon, everybody out there, and welcome to uh, Insight Peterborough, which is a show presented by the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind. And uh, if you want to find out more about uh, the CCB and what our particular chapter here. <coughs> In this area is doing. You can uh, contact them at uh, ccb peterborough uh, gmail dot ca. So uh, we're going to get uh, right to it in uh, a couple of minutes. We're going to talk to Alec Denies, who is the new election accessibility officer. Or accessible election officer. We'll find out which way around that goes in a minute. But uh, Bob, on uh, that uh, thumb drive, you'll find a a song by Johnny Cash which which talks about um, the right being on the left and the left being in the middle. And it probably wasn't meant to talk uh, refer to elections, but I thought it would be kind of uh, appropriate (laughs) because it makes me think more of uh, right-wing parties and left-wing parties than anything else and those in the center and that sort of thing.
2: There once was a musical troupe, a pickin', singin' folk group. They sang the mountain ballads, and the folk-songs of our land. They were long on musical ability, folks thought they would go far, but political incompatibility led to their downfall. Well, the one on the right was on the left, and the one in the middle was on the right, and the one on the left was in the middle, and the guy in the rear was a Methodist. This musical aggregation toured the entire nation Singing traditional ballads and the folk songs of our land They performed with great virtuosity and soon they were the rage But political animosity prevailed upon the stage Well, the one on the right was on the left and the one in the middle was On the right and the one on the left was In the middle and the guy in the rear Burned his driver's license The curtain had ascended A hush fell on the crowd As thousands there were gathered To hear the folk songs of our land But they took their politics seriously And that night at the concert hall As the audience watched deliriously They had a free-for-all Well, the one on the right was on the bottom And the one in the middle was on the top And the one on the left had a broken arm And the guy on his rear said, oh dear Now this should be a lesson If you plan to start a folk group Don't go mixing politics With the folk songs of our land, just work on harmony and diction, play your banjo well, and if you have political convictions, keep them to yourself. Now the one on the left works in a bank, and the one in the middle drives a truck. The one on the right's an all-night DJ, and the guy in the rear got drafted.
0: All right. That was a little more political than I thought, but that's okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, hello, Alec Denise, How are you?
3: I'm great, Devin. Thank you.
0: That's good. Thanks for coming.
3: Well, it's my pleasure to be here.
0: Now, uh, you're not going to be talking to us about any of the issues or the candidates or anything else.
3: Absolutely. I'm totally neutral.
0: Uh, Yes, right. Um, But you are going to be talking about changes that were made... When Bill C76 was passed uh, just before the uh, House of Parliament uh, rose last June, um, so is is that uh, is that your job?
3: Um, well, I'm a community outreach officer with uh, Elections Canada, so I've been hired for uh, it's actually a hundred-hour contract, so it's just prior to the election, and my role really is to uh, outreach to um, particularly. Uh, my community that is my focus: is persons with disability, uh, to make sure that they are feel that they are welcome to vote, that they have the right to vote, and that um, that we, as at Elections Canada, are making it a barrier-free and safe opportunity for anyone to vote.
0: Okay, so um, I guess before we uh, talk about uh, the accessibility of uh, getting into the voting po- uh, booth and that sort of thing. We should maybe talk a little bit about um, the accessibility of campaign material, uh, should we?
3: Uh, no, we're not. Uh, we're not dealing with that at all. We just okay. deal with the actual voting process.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. So, um, from the time that you uh, head for the uh, the poll uh, of your choice, is is that, uh, or that you're assigned to? Is that it?
3: Yeah, so there's a number of different things that uh, <clears throat> that people should realize. So uh, prior to Election Day, um, you know, f- there is a provision for people to vote at the office. So the uh, office for this Electoral District is at 1054 Monaghan Road in Peterborough. And you can vote at that office. It's open Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Saturday from 9 till 6 and on Sunday from 12 to 4. And anyone can come into that office and vote uh, prior to election day. All you need to do is bring your identification. And um, it's a very simple process there. The building is completely accessible. And I went there to vote because I'm going to be working at a poll station. So I need to vote ahead of time. And it took me literally 90 seconds to, uh, to cast my vote there.
0: Wow. And that's even before the advanced polls?
3: Yes, that's before the advanced Mm. polls, and that's something you can do any day up until October the 15th uh, when the voter lists come out. Um, Another option you have is you can vote by mail as well, and um, you can request online or through telephone by phoning the 1-800 number. You can request a ballot application kit, and they will send you a ballot and the application kit, you send in your ballot with your two pieces of photocopied uh, identification that confirms your name and, and address, and you can vote that way as well. So you can vote right from home by mail as well, which is called a special ballot.
0: Wow. Okay.
3: Um. How, how would they uh, identify the voter that way? The voter is just identified two pieces of identification. It's name and address. You don't need uh, photo ID at any point in time to uh, as part of the identification.
1: And when you do that by mail as well?
3: Yes, so you send in two photocopies of um, uh, with something that has your name and address. So it could be, for instance, uh, there's, there's a number of options for voter ident- identification. So the first option is a driver's license. So if you have a driver's license, uh, that is the one and only piece of identification you need because it has your name and address on it. Option two is to show two pieces of ident- identification that has a name and address. So for instance, it could be your health card. It could be uh, a hydro bill that you have. It could be a telephone bill. So there's all kinds of things. There's lots and lots of pieces of identifications that are acceptable um, to vote. How about and
1: a p- passport? Would the passport
3: do? A passport is suitable as one piece of identification because the passport doesn't have your address in it. it has your name, okay, it. but it doesn't have an address, so you need a second piece of identification mm-hmm. that confirms your address as well, current address. And if you don't have any kind of identification, if you're one of those people, then what you can do is you can have somebody vouch for you. So somebody that's at the p- same polling station or is voting at the same place as you are, if they vouch and make a declaration that they know you and that you live on such and such a street address, then that uh, suffices as well. You can do that right at the uh, at the polling station when you vote. Hmm. so you don't
1: you don't need like a doctor's letter that says that you are you.
3: Nope. You don't need anything like that. It'd be great. Yeah, So all you need is two pieces of indication that identify your name and address. so
0: And what if you choose to vote by phone?
3: Uh, there is no voting by phone. Okay. In, uh, in the federal election. <laughs> okay. So, so you can vote by mail, but that has to be done by getting by applying for a, a ballot application kit prior to October 15th.
0: Okay. Um, but uh, can you phone Elections Canada and ask them to send you one?
3: Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And that number is 1-800-463-6868. So that's the number. Or you can phone our office, the, the local office here, which is one 583 5156 Okay. You can, you can do that as well.
1: <clears throat> Will uh, some of those addresses, like polling stations, be listed, say, on our community uh, service, uh, television, whatever?
3: Uh, yes, you can go online at any time. So the, uh, the website is elections.ca. And by entering, uh, just click on where is my assigned polling station. You can click on that button and put in your postal code and your address, and it will tell you exactly where to vote. Oh, but folks good. will be getting in the mail, and I know this week you'll start receiving your voter identification card. <coughs> so anybody that's a registered voter will get that card. I haven't, and yet, I haven't got it yet. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably in the mail today. All right, it was, uh, they were mailed out last week. And that will tell you exactly what polling station you're assigned to. And an interesting note on that voter identification card, it will also indicate whether your polling station is access- accessible. So it will have a, the a typical wheelchair accessible symbol there. Now, one thing in our electoral district, uh, which is the Peterborough Courthas, all 238 polling stations are wheelchair accessible. That's great. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And if you have uh, even more difficulty, uh, would there be somewhere that you might be able to go still?
3: Yes, so the other other option you have, uh, for instance, I talked to um, some visually impaired folks, and their polling station is at the Naval Club, and because there's a bridge there, anybody familiar with the property knows that Mm -hmm. from the parking lot you have to cross a walking bridge Mm -hmm. to get to the club, and because they're visually impaired, they are not comfortable doing that. So what they can do is they they have the choice of going into the office to vote, of course, at 1054 Monaghan Road, or they can request a transfer. Uh, you can request a transfer ahead of time, just again, by phone in the office, uh, indicating that you would like to transfer polling stations, and you can indicate where you'd like to go. Or you can do that on the day of election, but it's going to take a little longer. Mm-hmm. You can go to your... Of course, it's going to be difficult if you can't get into the polling station. You can't ask for a request there, but maybe somebody else could go in and ask for that. But it's much easier to do it ahead of time. And you can do this, for instance, if you you take the bus and you want something that's closer on the bus route or something where you don't have to cross a busy street. So those are types of situations where you can ask for a transfer of a polling station. So once you get your voter ID card, if you'd like to transfer call the office, and do it before October the 15th. Earlier
1: you were mentioning about uh, advanced polls and the number of advanced polls, and that might be a waiting line.
3: Yes, so a a lot of people may want to vote on advanced polling days if you're not going to be around on election day, which is October 21st. And advanced polling days are October 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. Now, unfortunately, that's right over the Thanksgiving weekend, <laughs> all the days of the of that. Um, but you can vote there. The thing to note is that typically on advanced polling days, there's more of a lineup than on polling days because uh, for election day, there are 238 polling stations and advanced polls, there's only 15. So the number is greatly reduced. Um, so... If if you don't if you want to avoid lineups, really, it's best to vote on election day or vote at the office ahead of that.
1: Most uh, businesses allow at least a, a, an hour if you are working to go and vote. I think that that probably is also something that happens on election day. Uh,
3: that's <clears throat> yeah. That's I'm not exactly sure what the um, what the exact rule is, but I know when I worked for the government, we had to be allowed um, three hours before the closing of the polls to be off. So polls close at 9, 9 p.m., so that means that we couldn't, or that we were allowed to leave before 6 p.m. on a working day in order to get to the polls. Uh, so think, that was with the I Ontario I think there's government. a lot
1: of businesses that allow at least some time for uh, an individual to go and, uh, and and vote so that maybe the <laughs> The stress of trying to get out for an advanced poll might not be as great as it could be, but apparently there is a lot of uh, advanced poll, uh, shall we say activity
3: yes i I have no idea what it will be like this year because it's Thanksgiving weekend, so there mm-hmm. may be there may be less activity around on advanced poll days this year, but <laughs> anyway there's lots of options to vote and uh, and really it is uh, elections Canada hope that everybody gets out to vote, and that everybody has a safe and really a stress-free uh, experience when they go to vote.
1: Now, uh, Devin, quite often you use uh, public transport uh, to get around. How, how does that fit in, I wonder?
0: Uh, well, I would just uh, book a ride to wherever, although um, usually the, the poll is in my building, so I, I just have to take the elevator downstairs. That doesn't mean it's going to be this time around, but uh, I will check when my voting card comes in where it is.
3: Yes, and some of the other features that, uh, that are provided, for instance, uh, on Election Day there will be Braille ballots mm-hmm. so that a person that reads Braille will have uh, the opportunity to use um, Braille ballots to pick their candidate, there's also signature blocks, uh, tactile templates, those types of things that are available if you have to sign a declaration. Mm-hmm. Uh, they provide magnifiers and large print ballots are provided. Uh, poll workers also are trained to, um, <clears throat> you know, when they see somebody with, that's having difficulty or that's somebody that has an obvious disability, to, to approach them and ask uh, how they can help and to listen and then to act. So, for instance, they do have some basic training on how to guide somebody that's visually impaired uh, through the building, Mm -hmm. how to deal with that. Service animals are welcome at all polling stations. Um,
0: Frankie will be happy. And
1: you're still using paper ballots, right? You're not using some electronic means, or are you? No,
3: the federal government is using just paper ballots. Also, um, uh, personal support workers or your friends or family are allowed to assist uh, they can go in behind the uh, the screen and help you, assist you in any way that you need. All they need to do is they need to sign a declaration just to protect the secrecy of the oath. So they can't, after the fact, go around telling folks how you particularly voted. So they have to swear that, uh, <clears throat> that declaration of secrecy. And if uh, you don't have somebody, you need some help, then the poll workers can also help you uh,
1: marking the ballot. What is the... Uh the purpose or the use of scrutineers at a polling station?
3: Well, the scrutineers, so the candidates, so these are called candidate representatives, so every candidate uh, can have a representative at the polling station. They they can sit off to the sidelines, and they can watch the process. They're not allowed to interact with the voters or the electors in any way at all. They can't have any of their campaign signs. They can't wear any slogans. Um, They're not even allowed, they shouldn't be allowed to, or shouldn't be wearing the party color as well. But they can sit there off to the side and watch the process. And if they see something wrong with the process, uh, they can inform the deputy returning officer, and the deputy returning officer will take note of it, and if there's action required, will do something, but otherwise it'll just be entered into the log.
1: Can they... um Somehow uh, inform their
3: candidate as to how they're doing in the polls, perhaps. Uh, what they what they do get uh, at the during election day, every sixty minutes, uh, there is a sequence sheet. So, it, it just shows the voter number, so it doesn't identify the voter, but it shows the voter number and the sequence number, and shows that they voted. So all they get really is how many people have voted at that particular polling station. Certainly not how they voted, but just indicates that, okay, X number of people have voted at this particular poll over the last hour.
0: And who does the counting afterwards?
3: The counting is done by the deputy returning officer, so that's the person at the polling station that hands you the ballot. So after everything is done, that person and the poll clerk... um, they go to a certain area and they start counting the ballots what they will do again the deputy returning officer will dump the ballots on the table he'll take each ballot open it up he'll call out the name and then he'll show anybody that's present so there will be witnesses present and that could be the candidates represented they can be there so he will just sort of show them this is the ballot this is how it's marked and then put it on a pile and the polling clerk puts a tick beside that person to indicate that that ballot has been counted so again the there will be witnesses there to witness that, but nobody can touch the ballots except the deputy returning officer.
1: I remember when uh, <clears> they had uh, voting down in Florida, was it? And uh,
0: oh yes, the hanging the, Chads. The,
1: the ch- the chad. <laughs> the chad that uh, they weren't sure as to uh, who it would responded to. Is there any way that you can mark an X and maybe it's at the wrong place?
3: Well, that's, you have to, when you get the ballot, there's a spot there, there's circles there beside the candidate name, and you have to put a mark in that circle. It doesn't have to be an X or a check mark, it can be anything, or you can fill it in completely, but the mark must be within that circle. And when you get your ballot, the deputy returning officer will tell you how to mark your ballot. If it's not marked that way, so for instance, if you mark outside the circle completely, or if you mark Two spots, you vote for two candidates, that ballot will be rejected. So mm. when the count comes, so it'll still go into the ballot box, but when the count comes, the deputy returning officer will note that and say this ballot is spoiled or rejected, therefore it goes into a pile for rejected ballots.
1: One of the things that I think is happening maybe this election that maybe in the past did not happen is that the party affiliation is also added with the name on the uh, on the ballot, right? Is that correct?
3: I am not sure. I haven't seen I haven't seen this year's ballot, so I'm not sure how that is.
0: I always find that uh, when I make a, a mark on a, a ballot with a pencil, um, I don't know whether it's because the 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 point isn't sharp enough or whatever, <laughs> but I often think. Did it do anything? <laughs> you know, but all uh, the best I can do is just try and uh, and uh, hope like heck that it did. <laughs> yes, yeah,
3: so, I mean, in the in the ballot there's pencils provided, but if you use a pen, that's fine too, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so <But> you Sharpie. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, maybe I should take a pen with me, and then, then I'll know that at least the, the mark is there. <laughs> yes.
1: And Are you expecting a big turnout this year? I don't know.
3: I Have no way of knowing. No way of knowing no. what the turnout is going to be. <laughs> Our My job is to make sure that I go around. I deal with lots of organizations here, and I've had lots of meetings and information sessions. And again, my job is to make sure that people that want to vote know how to vote, know that it's an easy process, stress-free. So we're trying to do that for people make it as stress-free and as easy as possible.
0: And I understand that if you absolutely cannot get out of your house, um, that uh, Elections Canada will arrange for the ballot to come to you. Is that right?
3: Well, it, this would be a special ballot, and that yes. would be requested by mail.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Now
3: there is there's a there's a couple of mobile, so at all the uh, senior citizen home there will be polling stations there. Mm-hmm. There's also a mobile. Uh, ballot so that is uh, they will go from place to place and provide that as well so these are mainly for senior citizens and home nursing homes places like that where people would have difficulty getting out to vote yes so Maybe you
1: might uh, repeat again the actual hours when the polls open and close
3: yeah all the polls whether it's on advanced polling polling days or whether it's on election day open at 9 o'clock and they close at 9 p.m. so they're open for a 12-hour period Okay. So no reports will come until after 9 p.m.? That's right. After local nine, time. Local time. After it? 9 p.m., the uh, poll stations will close, and then the count begins.
0: And the uh, uh, media cannot even say, well, um, until it's 9 o'clock here, they cannot say, well, there was a heavy voting turnout in uh, New Brunswick or PEI. They can't do that, can they?
3: Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah. certainly at the polling station, like I said, every hour the sequence sheets will be available yeah. and and the candidate representatives can look at those sheets and they will see the number of people that have voted up until that time. So as the day progresses, they will certainly know whether it's going to be, looks like a heavy turnout or a light turnout yeah. because they will have that information on the people that have voted already.
1: I think the media is kind of uh, active in looking at that as well, uh, turnout, from whatever sources they have?
3: Well, the media would not be allowed into the actual polling stations, uh, so they would not see those numbers, it would only be the candidate representatives. But they can certainly share that information if they want with the media. Hmm. But the media is not allowed, there's no pictures, for instance, in polling stations. Now, the one exception is that the visually impaired, if they have an app on their phone, that allows them easier access to vote. They are allowed to use their phone. The Do app we have to leave Apple. our
1: phone at the desk on the way in? No,
3: no. no you're no. just you're just asked. If you take your phone out, start taking pictures. That is actually illegal. So somebody would come up to you and ask you to put your phone away. Yeah, oh.
0: <clears throat> but if I wanted, uh, for example, to read what was on the ballot myself, or to get uh, somebody using be my eyes, if I didn't have anybody with me or anything. I could get somebody on uh, with the Be My Eyes app, which could be anywhere in the world, you know, Denmark, um, Tennessee, anywhere, that might come on and, and I could say, um, it, uh, you know, what are the, the names here if, if I wanted to do it that way.
3: That's correct. Yeah, That would be one exception for using a phone at a polling station. Mm-hmm.
0: Alec, is there anything else that we have forgotten to ask you?
3: No. I, well, the one other thing, of course, is that there is uh, some employment opportunities mm-hmm. available through on on election day. So there's uh, different jobs at the polling station. So for anybody that would like to work one day, it's no, it's an awful long day. It's like you say, you typically have to show up at eight o'clock in the morning, and you'll be working till 9:30, 10 o'clock that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the pay is around fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour. Oh, so, uh, so if anybody that Fandle wants that, to work, I f- a <laughs> Yeah, they're always they're usually looking for poll workers still. Uh, you may not get a to work in Peterborough because I imagine those are, but in places like Havelock and Norwood and Apsley, there, pro- I believe there still are positions available. So, so anybody that's interested in that again, call the office, uh, or go and visit the office at ten fifty four Monaghan Road. And, and the number and, and, of the,
0: uh, sorry, sorry.
3: And, and the phone number? The you? phone number is 1 583 5156.
0: Well, thanks so much, Alec, for coming in. Uh, you certainly made sure that there aren't, no one has an excuse not to vote. Perfect. So hopefully, everybody will get out there and vote. We're not telling you which way we think you should vote, but please vote. It matters a whole bunch to Canada. All right, thank you, Alec, I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. All right, uh, we have a a song by, well, a recitation kind of by Ray Stevens. Have you got that, uh, Bob? Are you ready? Grandpa voted Mm -hmm. Democrat.
4: Hi, this is Ray Stevens with a public service announcement. I just want to encourage everyone to go vote in this important upcoming election. But keep your eyes peeled and your feelers out for voter fraud. I had a personal experience in the last election and I have a song here that'll tell you all about it. Grandpa was an Eagle Scout, a 33rd degree Mason and he fought in the Second World War was a deacon down at the Baptist Church since 1964. Bought clothes for the homeless, toys for the orphans on top of giving his tithe. Voted religiously, straight GOP, never missed an election in his life. So it took us by surprise when we heard on the news last night, Grandpa voted Democrat. My family ain't proud of that Yeah, we thought it was a joke When the big news broke But the show enough counted his vote Now we're wondering how we cast it From well, inside his casket This sure seems funny to me How they got his absentee Grandpa voted in Crap, now he'll never rest in peace From the way it sounds, they had a good turnout down at the Mount Olive graveyard. Over 90% of the residents crossed over with their voter card. It's all over the news, and now they're arguing who's caught up in the voter fraud. And how a good man's name could be smeared this way while he's six feet under the saw sure took us by surprise He's been dead since 95 Grandpa voted Democrat My family ain't proud Yeah, we thought it was a joke When the big news broke But they show enough counted his vote Now we're wondering how to cast it down inside his casket It sure seems funny to me How they got his absentee Grandpa voted Democrat Now he'll never rest in
5: peace
4: This is one November I don't want to remember Grandpa voted Democrat Now he'll never rest in peace
0: All right, that was Ray Stevens, and uh, Grandpa voted Democrat. And I figured we could play that because we don't have, uh, you know, Republican and Democratic Party here, so... Not yet. (laughs) No. Not yet. (laughs) Um, On um, October 24th, the CCB, which we talked about a few minutes ago, is going to be... Presenting the Peterborough chapter is going to be presenting a um, an event, a fundraising event called Harmonious Hauntings, and uh, I spoke with Debbie Harriet and Aileen Hill all about, with that with them uh, all about that um, and uh, pre-recorded the interview. So I thought what we could do is um, play. A song that I have in my Halloween folder by Myrna Laurie, she was, um, is a uh, uh, singer from uh, the Maritimes, I believe, and uh, she sang a song called Bringing Mary Home, and then we'll go right into the interview.
5: I was driving down a lonely road on a dark and stormy night When a little girl by the roadside showed up in my headlights I stopped and she got in back and in a shaky tone She said, my name's Mary, please won't you take me So frightened all alone there in the night. But there was something strange about her, for her face was deathly white. She sat so pale and quiet in the back seat alone. I never will forget the night I took Mary home. She told me to go I got out to help her from the car And opened up the door But I just could not believe my eyes for the back seat was bare I looked all around the car But Mary wasn't there A light shone from the porch And someone opened of the door I asked about the little girl that I was looking for And the lady gently smiled and brushed a tear away She said it sure was nice of you to go out of your way For 13 years ago today in a wreck just down the road darling mary lost her life and we miss her so oh thank you for your trouble and the kindness you have shown you're the 13th one who's been
0: So we've often heard about the uh, CCB, the Canadian Council of the Blind, on uh, this program because they have, uh, well this uh, show is presented by them and uh, they also have various activities and that sort of thing happening and they're at it again. I'm talking now with uh, Debbie Harriet, who is chair of the From the Blind for the Blind uh, program for the CCB and uh, Aileen Hill who is the treasurer. Uh, morning ladies. Good or... morning Devin. <laughs> Good morning Devin. I wonder if I can get uh, one of you to tell me uh, a little bit about what the CCB or Canadian Council of the Blind is all about. The Canadian Council of the Blind, Peterborough Chapter,
6: is a group of visually impaired and blind citizens from Peterborough who get together to support one another, to enjoy each other's company. Um, We try to encourage new members to come in so that if they're just experiencing visual impairment or blindness for the first time they have a resource to know where to turn and who to ask and a a group of friends that can walk them through what they may or may not be feeling. We've done a couple of things in Peterborough so far, such as one of one of our accomplishments is this very radio station, um, Insight Peterborough, which tries to do a lot of topics on people with disabilities in the community. We also have From the Blind for the Blind, which is like a lending library where we collect Um, unused visual aids and pass them on to people who need them now so it's like a lending library of visual aids we also do outings whereby we make the group may go to Campbellford for an unusual day of shopping and exploring. That was Mm fun. Yes. Mm -hmm. We are going to go uh, next week to a boxing gym for a tour of the gym to see what a boxing ring feels like and looks like, and the boxing bags, and the paddles, and, and the boxing gloves. So we try, as a group, to get out into the community and enjoy the community.
0: And experience things.
6: Yes. Yes.
0: That sound effect in the background, by the way, is my gut dog, Frankie, chewing on his bone. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had, we've just had our third anniversary, haven't we, in May? Yes. The Peterborough chapter's been... Around for three
7: years in Peterborough, but it's been 75 years for the for the Canadian Council of the Blind, national. Yes. So yes, a long time. And each chapter does various things depending on what they can
0: fundraise and what's donated and what's sponsored. Right. Okay. And uh, we have curling uh, too, don't we? Yes, yes. you have yeah. curling. It usually starts uh, December, I think. November?
7: Yeah, uh, yeah November, like, I think. November, yes. this is December, January, February, I believe, something like that. Yes. Yeah. yes, which is really nice too. It's fun to go and watch. I am not visually impaired, but I am one of the drivers and uh, it's nice to get to know them all on an individual basis and especially when they're curling they actually yell just like regular people (laughs) and make mistakes like regular people too. (laughs) So it's a lot of fun and they've done archery and I believe they've been to a horse farm so there's lots of different things they can do and would
0: like to try. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. Are you going to try curling this year Devon? Oh, I'm in the Peterborough New Horizons band and we meet on a Wednesday morning, so ah, unfortunately I... I can't. I want to, uh-huh. but I can't. Uh-huh. Can't do it all. No, no. <laughs> There's enough of me to be in two places at once, but one part doesn't work well. Well, that's you. right. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Now, I think you were mentioning that we do have uh, a fundraisers and uh, there's one coming up on October 24th that's along the um, Halloween thing theme. theme. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that?
6: Well it's called Harmonious Hauntings and it is October the 24th. It's going to be held in the atrium at Canterbury Gardens. So we have we're going to set up tables and we're going to invite those people who have bought tickets to sit and enjoy professional storytellers, music, dessert, tea and coffee, and prizes prizes and more. So that that's what the event is all about. Eileen, maybe you want to say why we're raising the money? We're raising the money so that we can do more events
7: with the group as a whole, with Canadian Council of the Blind, Peterborough, and also to buy some items for, from the blind for the blind. We seem to be using more and more magnifiers that are stronger than just your regular little ones. So that would be the thing that we're doing it for. Great. Good. So this Harmonious Hauntings, as we said, it's storytelling, music and dessert. It is on October the 24th from 6 o'clock till 8.30. It will be cabareering seating tables. And the tickets are $15 for an adult and children under 12 are $7. And you can connect with those tickets at yowie, W-Y-O-W-I-E, at kojoko.ca. And you can also contact ccbpetabara at gmail.com. So if anyone would like to buy tickets from now until then, please feel free
6: either to email either one of those. All right. Um, I said professional storytellers, Devin. Yes, I was going to ask you who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a wonderful two of them. One is Angelica Otwill, and the other is Betty Bennett. And these two women, are members of the Peterborough Storytellers. They have told stories all over the province and outside of the country as well. Um, Now, we thought that storytelling would be a really uh, pleasant thing for our group from CCB to do because it it is um, something that visually impaired and blind people can totally enjoy with the rest of the community. Mm-hmm. So these ladies have a repertoire of many, many stories. Okay, over over a hundred stories that they tell, and they tell them based on the occasion. So I think we'll get a few hauntings mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on October twenty fourth. One of the women plays a harp. Ah. And she uses her music to emphasize the story and add to the words and so on. So that's gonna be really interesting and I and very, very pretty to listen to. I
0: believe I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. To, to that, be a fun evening. Yes, that's where the harmonious comes in. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. Um, we're hoping that all ages will enjoy it because these women tell stories in schools, in libraries. They've uh, been to big conference in Ottawa. Um, they, they have, their listeners are a very wide range. And it's so appropriate for the visually impaired and blind. Mm-hmm. A storyteller is just for everyone. So um, these, these two ladies also dress in costume. Ah. <laughs> and they banter back and forth with the <laughs> stories. So it's going to be very interesting to, to listen and, he, and hear this
0: go on. Um, do the costumes vary according to the occasion? I believe they do. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so if
6: anyone would like to come in costume, they're welcome to. Ah. Uh-huh. 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 So, yep. Yeah. Who knows? I may do that too. Yes. (laughs) I think you may as well, Devin. Maybe, maybe.
0: (laughs) I've been looking for an astronaut's costume. Oh,
7: astronaut's costume. So listeners, if you know of anybody that would fit Devin for astronaut, please give her a call. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Now, do I also understand that somebody plays the flute? We thought they did. Oh, okay.
7: Yeah, Betsy. Uh, I think she plays occasionally for herself, but I don't think she's maybe comfortable in performance. Oh, yet. okay. But you never know. Yeah, you know, October is just a few weeks away. So yes. Oh, we yes. We shall see how well she's practiced. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it'd yeah. be great if the kids came in costumes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah, and sure. out candy bags, hopefully, at the end of the show, and um, Very so nice. they'll be looked after too.
0: So now, what night of the week is this? This is a Thursday, Thursday. evening. Thursday. Hopefully
6: yeah. the mums and dads will have given the kids their dinner and they'll come, come and enjoy for and be home in time for bed.
0: Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, So, uh, that's Thursday night at 6 o'clock then, eh? Mm right? Well,
6: it's actually 6.15. But Leslie
0: said we should
7: probably have them come in by about 6. Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get settled and that sort of thing. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh
6: And I'm just looking over the story list um, uh, that they've told in the past. And we have medieval stories, Celtic stories, Russian stories, Greek stories, African stories, Asian stories, wow. and winter festival stories. Oh so it's quite a wide range that they do. So Yeah. We could be very surprised.
0: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well that sounds good. And I guess their stories are of varying lengths. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh We thought maybe the you
7: know first thing and everybody gets settled, we'd have a story or two, however it works, Uh for about half an hour. Then we thought they'd have the coffee, tea, hot chocolate, and desserts. Oh yes, lots of desserts. Yeah. And uh, that way, they want to buy a raffle ticket, or maybe we'll pull the name for the door prize. Yeah. You know who knows? We just thought we'd wing it and see how it goes. However, everybody settles in there for the evening. Sure.
6: And then once they're comfortable and they have their desserts and they're back at the tables, we'll have an hour of storytelling. All right. So And and that won't be just one story. It will be several Several. stories.
0: Yes. Okay. Right. Um, And the raffle uh, tickets, will will the price for the raffle tickets be over and above the 15? Yes, it will. It's probably...
7: Three for five dollars. I'm not sure you uh, decided what it is, and maybe right. an arm's length for ten or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. I guess we'll know more and we can let you know just before the 24th of October. Closer, okay. like, closer, closer to the date. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
6: But we have had lots of interesting people. Yeah. Um, provide raffle prizes. Oh, So okay. I think you'll be surprised at the variety. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. for sure. So, is this event sponsored by someone? It's sponsored by Canterbury
7: Gardens mm-hmm. Seniors Residence and Arthur Lake's Construction. That's our okay. two big sponsors. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. been very good and helpful with all the arrangements that we need to make. So, yeah, we're pretty excited. Oh yeah! So we'll roll on October twenty-fourth, yeah. Thursday wonderful. evening, six o'clock till eight thirty. And for tickets, again, contact Yowie at Kojiko. Y O W I E at That's cogeco.ca That's C O G E C O dot C A. And also for tickets, you can call or you can email C B Peterborough at gmail.com. That's C B at gmail.com. Thank you very
0: much for your time, Devon. Wonderful. Thanks so much for being with us. And is there anything else that I should have been asking you about? Mm-hmm. Um. If anyone is uh, in need
6: of support because of a, a recent uh, change in their vision, they should definitely get in touch with us because we'd be happy to have new members. If there's anyone interested in volunteering to help drive us or or uh, participate in some of our activities, please contact us very, very much. And um, just, we'd like the Peterborough public to be aware that we exist. That's part of the purpose of Mm -hmm. our fundraiser. And to know that (coughs) we're looking for donations of visual aids Mm -hmm. and that we have visual aids to pass on to those in need. And we have a variety. We have GPS machine, we have um, recording devices, we have braille typers, we have um, magnifiers, we have CCTVs, we have just A whole variety of items that have been donated and we are so happy to pass them on to someone that benefits from them so that that's part of the purpose of this fundraiser is so that people in the community know that we exist and we're here to help
0: definitely yes okay so and uh... Well, we've given the the two emails for um, if you want to uh, contact uh, uh, us and find out uh, about tickets that are $15 a piece. And, um, seven if, for children. Seven for children, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to run into me anywhere, I will have tickets with me. So um, I can uh, probably help you out in that regard too. That's so, awesome.
6: Yes so remember harmonious hauntings it'll be a fun night
0: on thursday october 24th correct from 6 to eight thirty. Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. at uh, canterbury gardens oh another thing
6: at canterbury gardens parking uh, okay. is going to be um uh, the there's West free Dittles. parking at Westdale Church which which is just past Canterbury Gardens on Sherbrooke Street. Okay. And there will be a free shuttle bus that brings you from the parking lot wow. to Canterbury Gardens and back wow. after the performance. Yes. So, you know, it it's going to be convenient and for accessible everyone. for
0: everybody. Yes, for sure. That's Mm -hmm. terrific. Mm, Yeah. Good. Mm. Thanks, Devin. Yes, thank you. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us and for telling us all about that. And uh, um, I hope everyone will come and and enjoy the evening and uh, benefit uh, the uh, Canadian Council of the Blind. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. That should be fun. And uh, so, hope to see uh, everybody there. We're going to quickly uh, go into a song by Hank Snow called The Last Ride. Is that right, Bob? All right. Yeah, I see you uh, again next week, folks. Bye for now.
8: In the dark City Yards of the Santa Fe stood a freight made up for the east And the engineer with his oil and waste was grooming the great iron beast While ten cars back in the murky dust, a box boxcar door swung
5: wide
8: And a hobo lifted his pal aboard to start on his last long ride A lantern swung and the freight pulled out, the engine it gathered speed the engineer pulled the throttle wide and clucked to his fiery steed. Then cars back in the empty box, the hobo rolled a pill. The flare of the match showed his partner's face stark white and deathly still. As the train wheels clicked on the coupling joints, a song for the ram was here. The hobo talked to the still white form, his pal for many years. For a mighty long time, we've rambled, Jack, with the luck of men that roam, with the back doorsteps for a dining room and a boxcar for a home. We dodged the bulls on the eastern round and the cops on the Chesapeake. We traveled the Lidville narrow gauge in the days of Cripple Creek. We drifted down through sunny Cal on the rails of the old S.P. And of all you had through good and bad, a half always belonged to me. You made me promise to you, Jack, if I lived and you cashed in, to take you back to the old churchyard and bury you there with your kin.